F L M O T Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L. You have to do it fast. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one though. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Ready? L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. With L W A L F L O Y T. Welcome to the show with Let L Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. What is the concept of this show? Well, we want with you to let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. There's so many great full-length movies on YouTube. I used to read about these movies, and I would go, eh, that book description sounds great. Too bad I'll never see it. Well, you know what? They're all on YouTube, and they're all free for the most part. So we want to celebrate that. And uh, you know what? The, the world has caught up with us, Carl. Everybody's doing viewing parties. We, I, I, you know, I can modestly say we came up with that. Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah, we could. Yeah, it was our idea. Well, folks, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We love for you to be connected with us. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast by that delightful acronym. Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a great YouTube channel and, and a Twitter channel. Uh, uh, so it doesn't matter. We have 30 people who follow our Twitter, our Twitter page. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We stream live first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. If you'd like to make a day of it, please do. You can go ahead and listen to us at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday. Great programming on Mutiny Radio. The show before us is The Edge of Insanity, available as a podcast, and it's also at noon. You can listen to that and then us. How cool is that? And uh, we want you to throw some money to Mutiny. That's our only sponsor tonight. Go to Venmo and uh, throw some Venmo bucks at Mutiny Radio. And we appreciate it. And we do have a GoFundMe that's uh, happening this summer. Uh, and it's not too late to go to help us reach our goal of $5,000. So we don't have to shut down this station. <laughs> Carl, let's change the subject. What's the movie today? <laughs> today, unfortunately, we are watching Munchie. 
Munchie 1992. We're watching Munchie? <laughs> the, the hard R movie from 1987? No, we are watching the PG-rated... Uh, is it a sequel? Is it a sequel? It has nothing to do with the first one. So, no, it's... it's yeah, I guess... It's a trilogy. It's, it's the second yes, part of a trilogy, man. It is a trilogy. And I think this third one does have something to do with the second one because the... the uh, the, the hero is back again, but we'll talk about it during. Um, go to your okay. YouTube well, search engine. What? Yeah, and you put in yes. Munchie, which is M-U-N-C-H-I-E, not a Y, M-U-N-C-H-I-E, 1992. All right. We Get like Raging Dragon. That's our, that's our channel, Raging Dragon. It's VHS copy. Raging Dragon... And it's a great channel, by the way. I'm subscribe. I'm hitting the subscribe button. Oh. We want you to go ahead, type in Munchie, i.e., 1992, into the search engine. Click the link hosted by Raging Dragon. Hit pause ASAP and move that slider to the left so it says zero zero zero. And uh, we're going to watch this movie, uh, and with you, and you're going to watch the movie and listen to the podcast at the same time to experience maximum entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're not watching the movie with us, you're 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 blowing it. You're missing it. That's the gag. You're, that's the you're you're against us. Yeah, yeah that's that's the cheap gag. <laughs> so we want you to be with us and not against us. Uh, I'm very excited to have the host of the Edge of the Sanity, the show that's being before us, to do the countdown. Drill. Unfortunately, Mr. Paul Brahma is not here in the studio today, but we are very grateful grateful to have in his place. Another day the, in the hood. Uh, Here we go, folks. You know the drill. Paul Brumbot. Paul Brumbot, take it away. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now. What you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The countdown king himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Uh-oh, new Concord. Yeah. That was a Roger Corman thing. Like, Corman, uh, as he got older, just kind of had new companies. Ugh, family entertainment. I'm out of here. This is produced by Roger Corman. So what do you what do you think of what capacity? He just said, "Yeah, sounds good. We need product. Are you taking through some money in this?" It's directed by Jim Wynorski, who's like a big, uh, uh, you know, he was a Corman was his guru, you know. So he loves this guy. This this director is his boy. So I think it was more enthusiastic cool. about it than whatever. All right. Well, it sounds good. Now, as we mentioned, this is a sequel to the 1987 classic Gremlins ripoff. No, not Ghoulies. No, not uh, Critters. Munchies, a third uh, ripoff of Gremlins. And this, that was a hard, hard one. In fact, if you have an opportunity to take a look at the movie poster for Munchies, it's a fucking munchie looking up the skirt of a lady. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so here is the sequel to Munchies, which is, oh, 
1970. Yeah, we opened up a flashback, and I think we just saw Buck Flower um, from Back to the Future, but also from uh, WB Blue and the Bean. I think he was... See, the thing is, this is a kid's show, and it starts out with Drunk Driving by uh, Buck Flower. (laughs) Well, they they, they want something for the dads, too, you know. Dad's going to watch it with them. So Buck Flower's sitting next to some other drunk, and they're going, ah, let me have a drink. Ah. And that that's, you know, it, it led to the car crash. Now, it's a little inexplicable what's going on, and it doesn't get explained. There's some guy who's, like, fed up with whatever is in this box, and we'll later learn it's Munchie. And he's trying to, like, get rid of it, and he has to evade the cops. Listen to uh, Munchie. Okay. So Munchie just says all this stupid stuff all the time, and he—it's well, it's the voice of Dom DeLuise, and that's a little fun. But the lines are just ridiculous, you know. He's always making a joke, and you'll see. He's what Spuds McKenzie would be if Spuds McKenzie could talk. I guess. I mean, Spuds McKenzie, I thought was a little was kind of cool. He is cool. What, what do you mean you thought he was kind of cool? He's a role model. Munchie's not cool. Munchie's saying things like, I love sirens. They really get your attention. Oh, you got us a police escort. I love that. So he's eluded the cops now. <laughs> and he's going to a bottomless pit. That's what the sign says. Yeah. And I think that's the he thinks will be the final resting place of Munchie. Oh, no, that's the thing about this bottomless pit. Yeah. It's not really a bottomless pit. Yeah, there's false advertising. Because there's a bottom. I went to the Santa Cruz mystery spot, and I'm like, what's the mystery? I'm here. <laughs> right? I mean, I went to Yelp. I saw the listing. All right, bye, Monty. Looks like, oh, I'm rolling around. I'm getting dizzy. Oh, yeah, Sir Billy? Well, when they get yeah, right, the foot. They were in peril. Yeah. Okay, now, this uh. is the dumbest thing ever. I don't. It's a stupid movie choice, and and we're talking Roger Corman here. You see the chattering teeth against a black background sure. while we see the stars being listed in the credits. And that's right. it. Alphabetically. We will see that by first name. We will see that. Uh, that's all we're going to see in this whole opening segment. That's pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. But have you ever wound up those teeth? They don't last, like, they don't last the length of an opening credit. Ooh, Artie Johnson, how did they get him? (laughs) Look, not Jennifer Love Hewitt, it's Love Hewitt. Whoa, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I mean, Love Hewitt's in this? Right, she's 12 years old, this is her first... Tell um first movie thing ever. This introduces us to her. Um, but it's just Love, huh. Hewitt, not Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she won a Young Artist Award uh for this film in 1992. Is it? Yeah. Is this our first award-winning movie we watched? I'm sure that's not true. There's. There, I, I remember right. writing it down. It won this award, that award. It's still a piece of crap. 
<laughs> Look how they still chatter. I would have to crank them up, wind them up, and like halfway through. By the time I get to the produce part, these are gas powered. Um, okay, this director, Jim Wynorski, did 150 motion pictures, 25 years in the business. Uh, he was like wow. he had some sort of successful business in New York, but he just gave it up, relocated to uh, California in 1980, and he met his childhood idol b film king roger corman and they took they took and he went on to okay big mama 2 um return Whoa. of the swamp thing with tracy lords or no yeah 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 heather locklear uh yeah i i i can't watch that movie Return of the Swamp. The title is so stupid. Uh huh. Yeah, Return of I just any movie that's like Return of the you know right. Return of the Man Named Horse. It's so awesome. You know, Return of the Jedi. Fuck it. Come up with a better name. Tubba Jedi too. <laughs> there's Jennifer. And there's our. That's Jennifer Love Hewitt. See it? It's her. Yeah. You can see in her face. Twelve year old love we're watching. Yup. I have to say why I find this movie offensive is that, you know, as white guys, they'll say, like, you know, we have privilege, but every form of entertainment is always aimed for a white guy. Mm -hmm. And this is what they're presenting. And it's like, what the fuck? I, no, thank you. What, what made you think I would even want to watch this shit? You know? Like, I find it as an insult. Like, well, it's aimed for white guys. It's like, well, as a white guy, I, I, I'm, I'm insulted. Well, look, I don't you want know, to you might, but okay. I'm with you now. Well, let's say they the target this movie. They target this movie for 12-year-old white boys, right? Because the star is a 12-year-old white boy. There he is. He's getting his Oscar for this movie. Uh, okay. He's wearing denim. Uh -huh. Not a good choice. Well, it's, that's what he's really wearing no. in school. His fantasy is getting interrupted now by the real math teacher. Uh, answer was Albert Einstein. Correct. Saved but by the bell. Not... Oh, the college years. Saved by the bell, the college years. <laughs> Remember they had a rave in the Saved by the Bell, the college years? Oh, oh, by the way, I need to talk to you. Yeah, that's classic. Turn around slowly. Well, you know, it's the first 10 minutes of the film, so we're learning everything we need to know. And we've already learned that there's some weird creature. We don't even know his name's Munchie, but that's enough. And now we're learning Gage is a transfer student. He's only been here two months. He's failing math, and he's in love with that girl. He loves Hewitt? Yeah, love Hewitt. Uh, her name's Andrea Kurtz, but I'm just going to call her love throughout the whole film because that's more interesting. It is more. Do you think that was really her first name? And then she threw in Jennifer beforehand? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because this is the only time she ever used Just Love, and I don't know the answer. I could have researched it, I guess. Have you ever, have you ever met somebody named Love? Or uh, variations of it, a more or whatever? I met, um, in high school, I knew a guy named Eric Love. That's as close as I've gotten. Look at that old time. His last name was what? His last name was L. Yeah. 
E love. I love ecstasy. I have E love. He's my favorite character in Entourage. Uh huh. I'm just saying this entertainment is is aimed for white uh, boys, right? It's a boy hero. It's a white boy hero. And as I'm speaking on behalf of the former white boy, I am insulted that they think I'm supposed to find this entertaining. That's all. Okay. So registered. I I reject it. Okay. So he's not cool, right? They're like, go back to your farm. Yeah, he's absolutely not cool. So this is... uh... Um, Ashton and uh, and Leon, okay? And so Ashton is like, I'm a snobby snob. And, and Leon is like his tough guy. So we're huh. learning, you know, it's the first 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Who's going to get blamed? First day of work. Guess who's gonna Yo, get silly? Yeah, new kid. <laughs> That's right. This is Principal Thornton. Uh, his name's Ace Mask. Now, what a stage name, right? Ace Mask. Uh, but he doesn't. He yeah. was in the Transylvania Twist and Not of This Earth and The Bold and the Beautiful. He, he's, he, he's, he's perfectly placed in this film. That's uh, well, that's good. He got covered in chili. Uh oh, going to the principal's office. That's Principal chili. Basically, he's gonna say, "Look, since you've been here, I've been watching you." And you see his fantasy. Now, so we're seeing... Yeah, which is strange because the movie needs to be grounded so we can accept the fact that Munchie exists. Yet this kid has this, like, you know, we're seeing his fantasy life. Oh, hey, there's the devil. It's Friends more are, like uh, uh, Corman got me a cameo. The daydreams of a kid, uh, the, uh... Whoever sees you translate, yeah? Don't like what I see. You gotta believe me. Leon Dad will see. And you won't escape retribution by blaming her. So he's gonna get... See, I shall have to make an example of you. He's... Okay. Twenty extra hours of study for you. Oh, Leon. Ugh. Ugh. I gotta study hall? I really study oats. <laughs> yeah, Oates is much a more interesting character. Hall, you're just going to see a lot of background stuff. So, look at this firing yeah. squad. It's colonial soldiers. No, it's not colonial soldiers. Oh, wow. It's the British. It's the British. Wait, the British were redcoats, right? It is colonial soldiers. Let's see. See your balls hang low. Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so he um he got 20 hours of study hall and two demerits, and he goes, whatever that is. Do you see the explosion? Yeah. Yeah. There, there goes another in law From laughing. Oh, Artie Johnson. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to Laughing and Tubi, T-U-B-I. It's a free streaming service. If you have streaming availability, you can find it. Uh-huh. They have every single episode of Laughing, With all five seasons. Goldie Hawn and Martin. Goldie Hawn's bikini. Rowan. Mar- yeah, 
Here, here's their mono. Here's their act the whole time. We got a hot number. Oh, speaking of hot number, Dick, uh, have you met Debbie, our secretary? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're celebrating hotness. I know. Speaking of celebrating hotness, I would like to go fuck Debbie. Like <laughs> the entire act. <laughs> so there's already done. Does he have an accent? Yeah. So we learn he's a professor, yeah, and he's going for a grant to study ancient dead civilizations, and he's tinkering around with the Jeep. The thing is, he doesn't get the Jeep going, and it, it, it later on, it doesn't really pay off. Later on, they get in the Jeep and use it. So, like, it is working, but he's, he promised him as soon as it's working, he'll be the first to know to go on a test drive. It's a little weird. It doesn't play out. A, a bunch of this movie does stuff like that. I feel like if they have other characters, I mean, we we started this movie before the credits watching two different car chases from two different decades. Right. So I'm hoping that we yeah. have a car chase with the Jeep that already has. We will have that. Now, look, it's 1970, both of those car chases we saw. It was one time at night, one the next morning. It doesn't make sense why we had to see two. Him getting thrown in the bottomless pit also doesn't make sense because he's discovered in a mine. So maybe the pit led to the mine. I don't know. I, I never heard of a sign. I never seen a sign that says danger bottomless pit in my life. <laughs> I never seen it at the bottomless pit. Could be there is no such thing. I've seen a, I've seen a quarry. Oh, geez. I think that's Lonnie, is it? Yeah. From, from way back there. Yeah. Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie. Now, if anyone doesn't know who Lonnie Anderson is, well, good for, good on you, I guess. But <laughs> I, I feel like uh, she's – I mean, she was great in the sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. But to me, like, she is like the, America's royal family with her and, and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And that, you know, every tabloid every week would write about them more than they would do than Prince Charles and Lady Diana. Well, she like had became our, our that. It wasn't. It didn't last too long. Yeah. Well, wasn't the story about Burt Reynolds is he got really sick and she took care of him, and they had a real nasty divorce. But uh, they she had was really there for divorce, him. That much I know. Um, they okay. So they were going to be in Stoker Ace together, but the the producers didn't like it. I mean, it was a box office failure. It was a critical failure, but... Al Needham, the director. Okay, there you go. Um, she was not married to him that long. I don't know that he could have had a big sickness. It wasn't like 20 years of marriage. Uh, right. It's not jumping out. But they were item, right? Yeah. And, oh. Yeah, okay, so what we've learned is... Um, that um, this guy's name is Elliot. He's also a professor at the university, just like Artie Johnson. But he's like a big, big jerk. Okay? And that's what we're learning. Like, he, he just told Gage that he was going to ask uh, Lonnie Anderson to marry him. And Gage is all freaking out about that. So he wanders off and has a daydream and he wishes he was dead... Because if he was dead, they'd all be sorry. 
which is morbid for a kid's show, right? We've had drunk driving and suicidal thoughts. <laughs> oh, look, there's our lead in a coffin. Ooh, a child-sized coffin. That's uh, so. The original was like a party a munchie, right? The party munchies, and they like looked up. They they googled, googled women. This family one has a kid in a coffin. So first, uh, Andrew. Oh, Love comes up first. Love. It's like, I hardly knew him. I only talked to him once, and now I'll never talk to him again. So she's going to be sorry. Then he's sorry. I was really battling a self-inferiority complex. They're all going to line up and be sorry. That's a cool fantasy. I think every kid has this fantasy. I uh -oh. never had a fantasy that someday I'll be dead and you'll all be sorry. I know many people have that, but... Yeah. Okay, this kind movie is not thing. funny on so many levels, okay? And we're going to okay. get one of the only gags that kind of works in this scene. Gage has been arrested for polygamy. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, and Lonnie Anderson saw it on on uh, America's Most Wanted. So they're referencing a current show. This movie was 1992, so yeah. it was very current. Yeah. There's Lonnie. Oh, there's Lonnie. Looking wow, like she, she had plastic surgery, girl. although she didn't. No, she didn't. She, I mean, she's a, she's a decent actor. I mean, uh... Here comes our I, I gag. Just, uh... All right. He gave her a wa gave him a Walkman. Oh, mom. And you got me with biscuits? What did kids listen to back in the 92? All right, you stepped all over it, Mike, but that was our only funny gag. He uh, got up and he was like, thanks, mom. And then the guy's like, I'm sorry, sir, but you are going to have to be quiet. You are dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carl. I'm, 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 I'm out of whack. I'm stepping on all the jokes. No, no, it's, you could talk throughout the rest of the film. That was the only gag. Now, the, right. the keep out sign, nobody else is going to be able to read it because it just fell over. Now, I you know, guess so you, the bad news is kids. You got yeah. to hear Munchie's voice because he's going to be talking throughout the hey, whole. And you got to know how he okay, sounds. Let's, let's, all right. I've turned I, it I do a think it's early. funny that the kid has. I do think it's funny this kid has like a pre-puberty voice and everyone else, all the adults have silly voices as well. The principal, Artie Johnson. Tom DeLuise said that. Oh my God. It is Tom DeLuise. It is. The voice of... Did you ever see All Dogs Go to Heaven, where it's him and Burt Reynolds doing voices of dogs? He's in it. Come on, Charlie. Yeah. I annoy. I know, even Alf is like, shut up. 
But yeah, even Alf is like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alf is also on Toomey if you guys want to catch up on that show too. <laughs> Don't bother. Now we have the dumbest special effects ever. Like, for some reason, there are sparklers. Hey! This is the star of the show, a fucking hand puppet. That, that's, and then he runs away, and he's like, I'm losing my audience. So I have a He's like a regular Bugs Bunny. I have a friend. He's a fellow comedian. His name's Mario Gentile, and he's like, he's like a, he's a paid comedian. You know, he's, a, he's higher than an open micer, right? He doesn't even go to the open mics. Right. And uh, he yeah. does that. Like, he, he could be this guy's voice. Like, every time he calls me on the phone, he goes, hiya, pal. You know, and we're trying to do Jackie Gleason, you know, making a joke, but um, uh-huh. I have to clue him into this episode because Munchie sounds just like him. You think he's trying? He's doing Jackie Gleason as Munchie. A little bug funny, Jackie I feel. He's doing Dom DeLuise. I think. I mean, Munchie is Dom DeLuise. Oh. I think that's the way Dom DeLuise sounded. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I saw oh, him in Manhattan uh, one time uh, getting out of a limo, and he was very fat. He had a cane. He was struggling to get out of the limo. But he was smiling, and, wow. like, he saw me come in, and I said, oh, hey, Dom DeLuise. I just walked past, but he was he was like, hey, you know, he's waving at me, and I don't oh, know. Oh, that's nice. Friendly, yeah. Yeah, he, you watch him in movies, and, like, he gets kind of big. He made a really good movie. Uh, Anne Bancroft directed Fatso. Mm-hmm, that that's one? right. Yeah, I thought he was really good in that. Yeah, but that that's was kind of a later size. Uh, and also, oh, I like that X Men, that that '92 X Men poster on there. That's the old school X Men. <laughs> uh, Bancroft was his wife. Bancroft was his wife. I thought it was she was. Wasn't she? Who was oh, Mel she Gibson's was Mel Brooks' wife. wife. Mel Brooks' wife. Yeah. And um, she directed Fatso, and he was in all these Mel Brooks films, you know, and he was with, um, uh, well, Burt okay. Reynolds. yeah, all the time. Men in Tights, Spaceballs, History of the World Once, Blazing Saddles, Silent Movie. He Silent Movie all is greater. Mel Brooks films. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was great in them, and you know, Cannibal Run, and people just watch the outtakes at the end credits. I mean, that's yeah. probably the best part. Smokey and the Bandit. But it's good. Two, uh, the best. Oh, part I didn't know that. In Texas. Oh, okay. Didn't, right, that was uh, a. The end, movie. right? That was Bert. Best little whorehouse. That's where he kills him. Check this out. Dom DeLuise was the host of Candid Camera. For one year. Interesting. 91 to 90. I think I've seen those episodes. Now, look, he, Munchie goes, I owe you, pal. What do you want? What do you, what's your pleasure? So he just listed, like, I wish I was popular. I wish Andrea was my girlfriend. I wish that, uh, you know, uh, Scott Fergus, I mean, Ashton could be embarrassed in front of the school. I wish that, uh, 
Elliot was not dating my my mom. He just lists a bunch of stuff, and what he doesn't know is Munchie's going to try to make all those things come true. Wow. Oops. Sucks for his mom. Now we have horrible Italian stereotypes. Oh, no, we just sat through Don Delaware's. Hey, you got a pizza? I got no shirt. Wow, she's cutie. Now watch what happens to the pizza. That's some sort of magic pizza. It's an it's a identified flying object. Right. It's an IFO. Come back. Uh, that right. It's going straight to... So is Munchie going to eat it? He's going to munch it? He's going to munch it. That never comes up as a joke. There's no stone 12-year-old who's like, oh, I got the munchie. <laughs> right. That's right. That never comes up. But munchies from 87 was obviously a, a riff on uh, getting the munchies. Yeah. They didn't just come up with it. Agree. They said, what sounds like gremlins that's not critters and ghoulies? And they said, munchies. And they said, perfect. Wow, this pizza. You know, if it, if it arrives 30 minutes late, uh, it's free. Well, yeah, he said, if it arrives 30 seconds late, it's free. Oh, here, see. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, they always do that German guy on... Uh... Yeah, I never got that. I, you know, and I watched all these episodes recently, and it's like World War II was like twenty years ago. I guess they were doing like the Hogan Heroes type of like humor. Yeah, the twenty years after World War II, it all it was everywhere in our pop culture was uh, films and references and jokes to about and you know World War Two. Yeah. So. Yeah. He would ride a tricycle, right? Or he would uh, he would stand behind ferns and go, hmm. He would comment on the last sketch. Yeah. He also did like a, a Indian guru, which, uh, you know, they would always have like the party scene and they would cut to people talking at the party and he would be like, uh, I don't know, not much. Watching I on TV. didn't like him very uh, much. I didn't think he was very funny. Now, he was in one of your favorite films, The President's Analyst. Yeah, he was great in that. He he did comedy records that were pretty decent. Mm -hmm. uh, he was also, I think he was in Magnolia, unless, unless I'm getting him mixed up with uh, another cast member of, of Laughing. Probably am. He was, but, uh, yeah, he seems like a gentleman's gentleman. Another one of your favorites. What, Magnolia? Uh, Cannonball Run 2 in 87. Yeah, that's a great one. You know who wins that race? No, I don't. It's Jamie Farr, and he shows up in Speed Zone as the winner of the previous race. Right, that's right. He really drove far. Yeah. So he appeared on Hollywood Squares 99 times. Artie Johnson? Yeah, why couldn't he just do one more and make it a solid 100? Okay. I know. This... The snore pays off later in the film. Oh, let's not let Munchie sleep like that because they, they pee in your drawer. 
<laughs> and Dom DeLuise was literally going beep, 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 beep in the recording studio. <laughs> I love that fucking Wolverine's on his wall. Yeah. You can't get away with that shit now. Why? What's wrong with Wolverine? You would have to pay fucking Marvel to get one oh, Wolverine on your wall. Yeah, you couldn't get away with that, that's for sure. Yeah. Typical teen teenage uh, bedroom. Radioactive, caution, radioactive sign, dartboard. Does he really have darts in his bedroom? I guess yes. One thing's funny about this. Where'd you go, Munchie? One thing's funny about this actor is that his name um, is is the same as another actor's name. So IMDB got it all screwed up. Um, let's see here. Where is it? Wow, Friday at 2 p.m. You got to watch the assembly. There's never like in the morning in LA. I mean, there's love. There's love. Love Hewitt. Love, in the, love is in the air. You know, when she farts, they say that love is in the air. Yeah. Her stink is. Why can't I find his Love stink. Jamie Mc... Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking up Jamie McIan, who is Gage, right? And he was in this. But okay. he was also in as Gage Dobson. He comes back in 1994, Munchie Strikes Back. Um, Munchie Strike Back being the direct sequel to this movie, and yes. technically the third in the Munchie's trilogy. By name only, but those two seem to be connected. Okay, he was in Who's the Boss on one one episode. He was in Freddy's Nightmares on one episode. Um, he was in Why Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, the TV series, '89. Uh, um, he was he was once on CBS Summer Playhouse, but Jamie McIan shares a name with another actor. When I first started looking up Jamie McMeehan, it was like appeared in such and such 1964. I was like, what? <laughs> I could be mixing up, and the old Jamie, his old Jamie McMeehan, his old credits end, and the new ones start for this guy. It's like he's immortal. Munchie! Oh my god. Where'd you come from, Munchie? I like how Munchie always hangs out where a puppeteer could like be beneath him. Exactly. I'm right. just hanging out at this open slot. I have to just say that he doesn't look charismatic at all. He doesn't look... There's nothing good about this puppet. He He looks fake and he doesn't look appealing to the eye do you know what i mean he, he looks scary he's all wide and short he looks like it's creepy like chucky from the first uh from the first child's play yeah you're like there's Eyes no way you have a fucking doll that looks like that yeah you know this kind of the puppeteering reminds me of the movie t-rex with whoopi goldberg which is available on uh youtube and it's <clears throat> in the future dinosaurs have evolved to be uh sentient and uh, anthropomorphized and cops. And Whoopi Goldberg is a future cop whose partner is a dinosaur. And, you know, it's part puppetry to, to create these these dinosaurs. But mm -hmm. at one point they they meet a creature that's 
literally like a puppet, you know, like sticking out of a purse. And uh, it reminds me of Munchie. Oh, is Munchie getting a hard-on? Now, this is a friend of our show from the Rosebud Beach Hotel. This is Monique Gabriel. Ooh. The one who was in Bachelor Party. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. She's the one who in nun's face gets superimposed when she's topless. That's, yeah. She was Penthouse Pent of Pet of the Month in 82. Uh-huh. And now she's doing family entertainment for she's 11 years later. She's in Emmanuel 5. Okay, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Now, War Games came out before this. He's changing all the grades via computer to A. <laughs> wow, Miss Laurel has a lot of power on her uh, laptop. Right. What's going on here? There's a puppeteer under my desk. Look at that phallic symbol. Yeah. Oh my god, is that the principal's office? Yes. It, uh, I don't know. Doesn't look like any, any, no school can afford an office like that. <laughs> so he's turning on the PA system for the whole school. Oh, good. I hope he gets fired. Seems like a prank that the Munchies would have done to that fraternity back in '87. Right. So the whole school it's being broadcast, <laughs> including our math teacher. By the way, our math teacher, she was in some a bunch of B films. This was the best role she ever got. Her name's uh, Tony Naples. She was in Deathstalker Two. Hard to Die, The Sorority House Massacre 2, you know. This was wow. the most mainstream thing she was ever in. So why are all these sexy, like, R-rated actresses appearing in this family, family, family I film? I know. This film is PG, but, like, uh, they do lots of sexuality, drunk driving, uh, you know, it, it just uh, – suicide fantasies. It's just, and it's 92. They know better. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, 92 is still pretty much in the dark ages for a lot of stuff. I guess so, but. That was like, when, when was the Clarence Thomas hearing? I remember once, I think we saw a Herbie movie, right? Herbie the Love Bug movie, did we? Yeah. And he I think we wanted to, and we just couldn't find it. Right, but somehow I I did research on it, and the guy the Herbie the Love Bug was going to commit suicide by jumping off the bridge, and they were talking about how times have changed, and that couldn't be in a. I guess it took a while to change. Well, I'll be honest with you. If he was going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, there's a lot of effort right about now to not make that a thing. So you know there would be a lot of blowback on that now. Saying, you know, stop giving people that fucking idea. We don't want people jumping off the bridge. There's other you know. Right. You know the Golden Gate murders we saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He jumped off. Uh, we we did see that. That was a friend of, a, of, of this podcast. 
Well, that's right, but it wasn't suicide. He was right. murdered on the bridge. Right. It was blamed. It made on... it look like a suicide. Okay, so now oh, there you go. That's for you, Carl. What the butt? That's for me. <laughs> I'm not interested in a butt. Um. So, gosh, where's his name? Where's his name? Ah, here it is. This is Leon, and he was in Tales from the Crypt. He was in Casper, and he was in the Radio Flyer. He was one of the kids in the Radio Flyer. Oh, gosh. I, I, I should see that movie. I completely forgot about that film. That's That was a very mainstream film, the Radio Flyer, and Tom Hanks did yeah. voiceover. Yeah. And Casper was a pretty main film, mainstream film, too. Right. His name is Mark Sim yeah, Simran. Mike Simran, Mike Simran. He just got munchies. Right, so munchies got the odds here. Whoa. So, uh, Carl, how did Munch? Oh, he's magic. Gotcha. Because he got out of the. He throws so. Oh my God. Even Tom and Jerry want to do these jokes. Oh, there goes his back. So what happens is uh, this is the only time like Munchie does something and then Gage gets blamed for it. So like Munchie's trying to help, but Gage always gets the short end of the stick for it. This is one of the only times that doesn't really happen. Wow. Well, it makes sense. It makes for a good movie because it teaches kids that uh, be careful what you wish for and that you need their own right. responsibility. Uh, now, I could go on. That's the kind of thing that makes for a good movie, but it didn't work here. This was not a good movie. What kind of punch was that? Did you see that, Carl? He undercutted him up like that? Yeah, he did a swinging uppercut, like a, a twirly, twirly punch. Yeah, like his Pluto. Now look, everybody oh. saw... <laughs> We've been watching you in a towel for 20 minutes. Now this guy, uh -oh, Peter, well, Peter Slary. He's the phys ed teacher, but he was in Commando, Lethal Weapon. But then his it, yeah his career nosedived, and he was in something called the Bear Wench Project. <laughs> in which oh god yeah, these sorority girls go into the forest and get topless essentially. Uh, and in the last I heard, February 2011, he was selling timeshares. Oh, well, you know what? He's alive. That's all that matters. Uh, you the world doesn't revolve around that. entertainment. He's, he's alive. No, it's not good, Mike. It's he's not good. Hey, we don't rate people based on what movies they were in. Uh, as long as I they can feed their family exactly in timeshares. Look, he sells timeshares, Mike. That's not a career. Now, look, once I told you I had to not smoke pot because I had a drug test coming up, and you're like, at least you got a job. What are you talking about? It's the terrible thing. I can't smoke pot. I would have another job. Stop saying at least you have. Now, Munchie is claiming oh, that he but at least William Shakespeare's plays. He's Francis Bacon? <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Francis Bacon. <laughs> He's anonymous? 
Did you ever see that movie? I think it was called Anonymous. It was a, a film about the guy who wrote William Shakespeare's uh, plays. <laughs> no. That sounds interesting. And it was directed by... It was directed by uh, the guy who directed Independence Day in like 2012 and all those like uh, disaster films. Right. And he's like, my pet project is to prove Shakespearean experts are wrong. And the earth is flat. But do you recommend I see? Oh, wait. Uh, we oh, I haven't see... seen it. I've never seen it. He goes, hey, Snookums, how's Bunny Poo or whatever? He still has a job. Yeah, that's right. He was just embarrassed, is all. And he blamed it on Gage. Oh, Gage. Well, he's You're the most Australian seventh grader. But I know you did it. I read your Twitter feed. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. What so play are they doing? breaks, and so he breaks, a light goes through the window what light breaks yonder window and it that's funny carl yeah well so basically this is the guy who's mean to him and he's going to be embarrassed in front of the entire school thanks to munchie now jennifer rolling around what's that i was just going to say both william shakespeare and munchie are probably rolling around in their graves (laughs) Munchie. Munchie is uh, is thousands of years old. Uh, He won't be rolling around in any grave. He's, uh, he's. You'll see a little bit later in the plot. We find out that he's like over four thousand, five thousand years old, and he's been like he just claimed he wrote Shakespeare stuff. Like he'll be claiming he did a lot of things. Oh yeah. Well, how how well how come you spent thirty years in the box if you're so great? Yeah. He asked him that over the pepperoni pizza, and he said, like, when I'm in a box, I can't get out. I, I have limits, you know, and my magic doesn't work that way. He goes, give me a break. Now we've explained away a plot point. Now, Jennifer oh, no, it's good. Um, only, I... She's only 12 years old here, you see, and she really has no chest to speak of. She hasn't grown. I was about to say the exact thing. Well, but the thing is, <laughs> as she becomes a woman... <laughs> they still don't grow. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Jennifer Love Hewitt those those like Acme commercials that play on uh, certain basic cable channels? I don't know. I know they're that like... it's in Hallmark Channel nowadays. Yeah. Oh, what was her famous thing? Was it Party of Five? Was yeah. it? Uh... I wanted to say House of Five. You're right. I think it's called Party of Five. And then she went on to do I Know What You Did Last Summer. Those were her two big, big things. Yeah. Those are great. I love those movies. You know, they got a big controversy with those films because these are R-rated movies that were aimed for teenagers. Yeah. And uh, watch groups actually called out the, the movie studio and said, you can't knock this shit off, you know. But, you know, like all the marketing was aimed for like kids to go, hey, come see it. Because they just want the kids to show up that weekend and see those films. Mm-hmm. Now, she, Jennifer believe it or Love. not, is a singer. She's released four studio albums. Um, and when she was 12, she released an album, her debut album. It was called Love Songs. And I guess that's a joke from her name. You know, I actually knew that. Well, it was exclusively Mechanic like, claims. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. No, I've seen the album. I, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. The, the, but a friend of mine burned me a copy of it, or mm-hmm. he got me a cassette of it, and I just never listened to it. Now, I don't know anything about her songs, but they sound very suggestive. It's very bad, I think. Let's see, 12, 13, 14, 15. So she, she recorded a song at 15 called Let's Go Bang. Huh. In 2002, she did a song called Bare Naked. Hmm. You know, if, if these songs had another entendre, it would yeah. be a double entendre. <laughs> it, Bare Naked reached 37 on the Billboard charts, and I guess that's good. Bare, I want to get bare naked with you. <laughs> okay, now he brings Munchie's, like, chest treasure chest uh, to Artie Johnson and we're about to learn that this guy is 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 thousands of years old he goes don't move Artie don't Johnson? move don't breathe and i thought the 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 script should have made gage say can i at least breathe okay so here you see the pictures holy shit egyptians that's munchie Oh, he's hanging out with the Buddha. Right. Buddha, that Buddha looks like somebody I know. Is it my Facebook profile picture? <laughs> the one where you have a shadow under your nose It looks like a Hitler mustache? Yeah. Yeah, I had to lose that. I, I did not realize. You had said that to me, but then this other guy, Bo Blaze, said that to me and another person. And I was like, you know what? I better just drop this thing. <laughs> German. No need to make it an issue. So Munchie, I mean, Artie really wants to meet Munchie now because there's all sorts of ancient civilization secrets he could unlock by sort of interviewing this guy. Huh. What do you mean by interview? Interview? Is it going to torture him or? No. It would be like, it would be like Francis Truffaut and uh, it would be like uh, Peter Bogdanovich talking to Orson Welles. No. Type interview. In fact, the Elliot character is also a professor at the university. And what he does is he dissects animals and gives them cancer cells. And then when he dies, he like figure, tries to figure out, I don't know, later he's going to find Munchie and he's going to be like, I need to dissect this. So right. Artie's the good scientist and Elliot's the bad one. Gotcha. God, that must have been, I'm so glad you watched this movie beforehand because I would have needed a script sheet to, to follow the comp. This is super complicated. Yes. Look, her, uh, his, his mom's boyfriend, he looks less sleazy today. I guess it's because he buttoned up his shirt. In every scene, this guy is a jerk. He's a oily man. Eat my shit, Elliot. Gage, go fuck yourself. That's what's happening. <laughs> Ooh, they got an old-timey telephone. Yeah, that makes sense. It's 92. So I want to say, like, in his bedroom, besides all that dartboard and Wolverine posters, right. the chair that he sat on when he was talking to Munchie had a Santa Cruz sticker on it. That's, like, a really famous, iconic uh, design. Like, the way 
it looks like those jelly beans, like the the lettering for Santa Cruz. It's like it's like the I Heart New York of the West Coast. It's like I a see. famous, uh, yeah. So maybe they live in Santa Cruz. Well, this was filmed. Let's see here. This was filmed in uh, Studio City, California, and Los Angeles. Um, oh, I got you. And that Italian restaurant we saw, they're going to go to it now, too. It's a real place on Tujunga Avenue in Studio City, California. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't think it's pronounced Tujunga. I, I know how it's pronounced. I've heard Tujunga? it. I'm just not even going to bother. Tujunga. Like Tujunga. Oh, look at him. He's got camo. There's Storming Norman. Well, he's going right, to this guy, yeah. It's going to be... Uh, look, he looks like Storming Norman. Schwarzkopf, right? The the general in the first Iraqi yes, war. That's right. So what he just did was shake up the champagne bottle. Elliot puts on sexy music, and every time he does... Uh, uh, Munchie changes it to be John Philip Sousa. <laughs> I like that. Turns hey, let's hear some of the sexy music. Yeah. Why you gotta be so rude? Can't you see I got feelings too? Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna bury that girl. Bury her anyway. Bury, bury that girl. girl. No matter what you say. <laughs> in my backyard. So he comes, she, she comes in and goes, I know, Elliot, I didn't know you liked Sousa. Yeah, good march. Nothing like you and me and some Sousa. <laughs> oh, Lonnie. Big Bad, Big Bad Mama too. I think that was the, um, Martin one, right? Well, yeah, Big Mama's house too, right? Oh no, so it's that's Martin Lawrence. I was gonna say that's a pretty impressive film. No, this is called Big Bad Mama too, with Angie Dickinson actually. Yeah, this guy didn't make any mainstream, but I mean Tracy Lord well, we, we, and Heather Locklear and Angie Dickens, Dickinson. I mean he rubbed Kelly LeBrock. This guy, Hard Bounty in Kelly LeBrock. Five calling. Starring Kelly LeBrock. So he rubs shoulders with What's some... What's Hard and Bouncy? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, even this film, a kid's film, he has, like, Lonnie Anderson. Look yeah. at Lonnie. And uh, that, that playmate, Ted, and uh, this guy's a ladies' man, the director. <laughs> or he's a total creep. But either way, he brings him in. Wow, so this is like, oh, come on, Munch, knock it off, Munchie. Munchie just stole his wallet. Now, Munchie. These pranks are getting uh, worse and worse. He's giving him a hot foot. Carl, I've never seen this before. It's ridiculous. Remember when we used to do that? We would go to no. Newark and we would, like, when people were waiting for the bus, we would stick wooden matches in their shoes and light it. No, <laughs> hysterical. I remember that. I would never give a hot foot just because, I mean, the universe would say, it's been done. Isn't that where you shit on someone's shoes? No, that's a shot, shot foot. <laughs> it's so bad. 
So <laughs> I heard screaming. I can't believe they're having a romantic dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon while the kid's upstairs. And Delani... Go back and play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So, even though he couldn't have anything to do with it, Elliot's blaming him. He had everything to do with it. His, his ego, his id, is to run loose as a as munchie. Boy, Lonnie is looking good in that dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She looks great. Did she pass away, Carl? I don't think so. All right. Well, then I take that question back. Uh, let's see here. The last time she was in anything, I think she was in. Um, she was the mom in A Night at the Roxbury in '98. Uh, of course. Oh, that's great. All right. Let me look it up here. Did the dog? Die. <laughs> you can check for Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Now, this Andrew Elliot, uh, this, this Elliot is Andrew Stevens, and he was, he's a producer. Uh, but before that, he had a bit role in Shampoo. Um, oh. He didn't really do anything. Okay, these are his credits, right? He was in uh, Shampoo. I have said that. He was in uh, Massacre at Central High, Vigilante Force, Day of the Animals, The Fury, with Kirk Douglas, actually. And he was in The Boys wow. in the Sea, and he was in both Death, Death Hunt films with Charles Bronson. Not Death Wish. It was called Death Hunt and Midnight... I don't know. He was around, but he's a producer. So she wasn't Stroker Ace. She wasn't Stroker Ace. I remember that. I'm talking about Elliot. Oh right. Yeah, Elliot. He okay, was so... nominated for a Golden Globe once for Boys and Company C. Wow. I guess. Look, he even got his own. How did Munchie? Did Munchie go out to a fucking Army Navy store and bought that shit? Oh, it's magic, right? Maybe Stolen did. Valor, that's what it is. Next thing, Munchie's going to go to the shopping mall and be like, I'm a veteran. I should get 20% off. <laughs> so, um, no thank you for your service, Munchie. So, um, he, <laughs> Munchie's saying, What you need is a party to cheer you up. And Elliot's like, no way, Munchie. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get a very bad um, Jack Nicholson impression, and when that comes up, I'll play it for you. Okay, I'll, I'll be quiet then. But this is like the DNA from the first Munchies, because they probably partied on campus. Uh-huh. A Munchie party. So he's calling up Love Hewitt, a Andrea, and inviting him over. Her over for a party. Wow. As Elliot, so she thinks Elliot invited him to a party. Now he's, I'm sorry, as Gage. Now he's calling up a caterer to, as Elliot with Gage with Elliot's credit card. Right, because he took the wallet, and he's right. using the old timey telephone. Hello, Andy Griffith. Listen, there's a fire in Mayberry. I need you over. 
Okay, listen to the Jack Nicholson impression. Okay, now look. He just said, do you think you could airlift some girls in? It means prostitution in a kid's show. Oh, I know everything. Also, well, I mean, this Jack Nicholson impression is for the kids anyway, so. That's what I mean. Like, they're going to know Jack Nicholson. I mean, he said to airlift girls in. I mean, okay, so now there's a party happening. Ah, and they're airlifted girls. Right. Oh, look, it's the band from Bachelor Party. Yeah, no, the interesting thing about this band, so I guess it wasn't a real band. It was actors. That makes sense. But I mean, you think it was the band from Can't Hardly Wait? Highlight some band and get more buzz about their film, but they didn't do that. Well, Carly, it's lazy screenwriting, right? There's a party, so we have girls, a keg, and a... There's a keg? At a kid's party, that's right. Whoa. He's making cocktails. Look at that. Look at that girl dancing behind there, Carl. Look, did you see her? No. Uh, so two piece her. Let's now, see here's, if we our, see her. here's our I'm friend from the show from Rosebud Beach Hotel. Oh, she brought a date. Principal uh, Boner. Yeah. Now, Principal Boner's so pleased with the party, he's like, forget about those, you know, study hall and... That's risky business, right? Oh, we'll definitely be going to accept you at the Harvard. Good right. job. Oh, Ed O'Neill's here. Bud Bundy, nice to meet you. Al Bundy. Well, it's the dad. And we're going to find out that this is the most fun the dad has had since... The, their, since Jennifer's mother died, you see? And we're getting set up. Okay, so now Elliot will snobby ask her to marry and when she says no, insult her. Well, that's how you do it, I think. Is it because you're ugly? Ooh! Ow! He's nagging her. You know when you say negative things? Yeah. Carl? She said, 30-something divorcees with children are a glut on today's market. Now, Elliot wants to pay, but what? No wallet. Right. He should have figured that out. Oh, worst, worst proposal ever. Worst Will you be proposal ever. Mrs. Cheapass? Yeah. Now, this is the same restaurant as before, but we didn't get the big Italian stereotypes. Well, they're not eating pizza. Oh, there's the band. Oh, uh, I'd like to dedicate this next song. Very sexy girls as musicians, and yeah, not that that Ooh, there's Bill, but... Bill and Ted, yeah, and who yeah, see, that, that they're two piece. That's probably the director. I don't know, there's Fred Flintstone. 
Wait, there's a piano player and a rock band? I guess yes, and Munchie just drank his drink. Yeah, but Munchie case. bought the fucking keg. What? Now we get a poop joke. Hey. There's Jason Sudeikis. Look at that stupid hat. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. It's uh, Captain Crunch in us. Okay, so now we miss an opportunity in the film. Now we have some alone time between the two of them. And there should be some, right. like, real connection made here. But there isn't. Oh, that's shame. Move the plot forward. Artie. Artie. You didn't invite me to your party, kid. I'm Artie the party. Uh, call me Party Johnson. So our Party Johnson just got his grant, and he can go around the world studying ancient civilizations that died. And he's like, oh, you've got a great party going on in there. And, you know, I expected the director to be like, why wasn't I invited? He's like, can I come? I know. He invited Fred Flintstone. Right. Why not invite laughing while you're at it? It was munchy. I don't get it. I mean, it's, it, it, listen, Carl, if we were at a party and it was a 12-year-old boy hosting it, yeah. you think after a couple of beers we would leave? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many beers? Because then we might stay. Well, it depends. Like, if I start talking to somebody, I may want to buy her a drink. Why do nice boys like bad girls? Why do nice girls like bad boys? Right. Look, bad our girl. kisses. Oh, my God. You're a sexy grandpa. Dirty grandpa. Oh. That's so weird. The principal shows up with his girl. Go, go, Monty. It's your birthday. Go, Monty. It's your birthday. Okay, now Lonnie comes home to discover a party. Yeah, drug guy in a tuxedo. He called me I'm shaking, not stirred. Look at this. Uh-oh. Gage? I saw the movie Risky Business, and I thought, well... Everyone out. Yeah, there you go. Lay down the line, Mom. That's right. Elliot thinks he's got a victory. Uh, yeah, but who who paid for the party? Elliot's credit card. Yeah, that's right. Wait till Elliot <laughs> finds out. Now, remember the snoring? It pays off now because they overhear the snoring, and they're like, what's that? So now Lonnie will totally <laughs> Oh. A mountain boy? Why do nice girls like bad boys? <laughs> now there's the snoring. He Was he really drunk? Did he pass out at his own party? I guess so. Looks like it. 
Oh my God, he sees Munchie. It's the first time an adult sees one. That's right. And he's like, I must art dissect this thing. Wait, why? Oh, he, he put it in the garbage bag. Yeah. Good thing there was a fucking garbage bag right there. Right. I didn't see a garbage bag a second ago. You could tell Munchie's in that garbage bag because you could see the puppeteer's hand uh, <laughs> uh, underneath. Puppeteers are into fisting. Yeah, well, they're professionals, too. Look what Jennifer Love Hewitt does. Drenches them in beer. And Artie... Oh, that's not the way. ...sneaks away. Lonnie trips him. Lonnie trips him? Yup. Yeah, things are not looking good for Elliot. Do you think he's Elliot grown up from E.T.? Nope. <laughs> now, Lonnie... Grow up in a munchy fucking rock. We know her from WKRP, but, I mean, she was in SWAT twice. She was in that sitcom Phyllis. She was in... Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. She was on Three's Company. She auditioned for Chrissy and didn't get it. Chrissy? Yeah. Chrissy. Oh, Chrissy? From Three's Company. horror movie? But she did get oh, Chrissy. two episodes of Three's Company, and that's when ABC noticed her and put her on uh, uh, KRP. Well, I have to say, like, that's probably one of the classic characters because she's so, like, she was really funny in that show. She did, was not impressed and did not give any leanway to the boss, Gordon right. Jump, who was always, uh, yeah. Like, so it wasn't like, well, we got ourselves uh, a model who can act. You know, she was, she was definitely a comedic, she was definitely a comedic actor. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Now, it, was, you know, it was the sales guy, Herb, who was always coming on to her. And the boss was like a gentle teddy bear. She was real nice to the boss and... <laughs> Always rejecting Herb. It wasn't, wasn't like the boss would say, oh, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to fish for carp. And she'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay. Like, she never really, he would try to, he would, they would always try to impress her. Like, everybody, all the men in that show. And she just didn't care. No, it was only the salesperson, Herb, who would constantly be made a oh. jerk by her. Um, Mr. Peterson? Yeah, you're right. Mr. What was his name? Uh, Peterson. I just know him as Gordon Jump. So there was uh, the the producer with his blonde hair. He was never coming on to. Nobody else came on to. Uh, Dennis, yeah, Dennis Sandy treated him uh, her as an equal. Like they were, they would always talk eye to eye, like uh, about what was going on in the office. Like she knew more about the station than the manager, basically. And yeah, uh, the, and uh, Gary Sandy would always like talk to her about stuff. Okay, so it's That's a chase. Still like, yeah. It's a car chase in that Jeep, so I guess he got it working. This is good. Finally, it's been an hour since the last two car chases. So Elliot's on their tail, and now Munchie is driving, but he can't reach the pedal, so Artie is doing the accelerator brake. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable for the puppeteer to, to do the scene. <laughs> single left use your, your singer 
Uh oh. Crashes 1992. Value. See the oh, look. Okay, all this there crap. he is. No, that is um uh gosh the guy that's the guy from uh, Back to the Future and uh, that movie we saw in the Bean. What's his name? Flower. Oh right. Oh uh oh interest. He Buck Flowers. plays the bum, right? Right, yeah, the town bum. You know, good old town bum. I think his name's George Flower, but he had a nickname. Here it is, Buck. Buck Flower. That's who we just saw, and he got... They, it hit like an ATM, and so now he got all the money. Which, by the way, uh, that's the, the best way to get cash, is to just run over the money machine and, like, fucking uh, bills fly. Okay, so now... Yeah. Um, to get away from Elliot, who is very determined, uh, Munchie will fly. He'll make the Jeep fly. This is L.A. This is Los Angeles to the max, or at least Southern California. Culver City, I guess. Whoa. Whoa. Munchie. Munchie, you could fly? Yeah, whatever. Now, Elliot isn't paying attention, so he smashes into Hot Wintles. Dog Ruby. Wintles. Hamper. Oh, you know what? This might be the Wintles uh, on Melrose. Uh -huh. was, well, probably not. There's plenty of Wintles, but that is a definite. Oh, bad luck. That's why you don't crash into donut shops. And the officer. Um, the internet would not tell me who these two guys are. But they're definitely faces. Look, I'll have a glaze. Have you ever been to a Wintel's? No, but Artie will later make a donut joke, and the cops think it's funny. I guess it was before that was not cool. Oh, that was like, don't forget, like early 90s was always about like postal workers going postal and cops eating donuts. I mean, there was like peak, uh, peak uh, humor on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't have his wallet. That's the third payoff. He can't. Oh, well, yeah, you're going to get arrested. You got you got to drive with a license. So he's like, there they well, are. Look, look up at the sky. Okay, now Munchie says, he asks, how long can we stay up here? And Munchie goes, not too long. It's a drain on my power. And then later in the movie... He's flying a plane, so it doesn't make sense. Uh, right. Yeah, that should drain him pretty quickly. I want to go to the amusement park. I want to get a donut. I want to get a fried dough. How about you unlearn this? Professor, I fly as well as I drive. Help! Is Love in the car with them? No. She is in the car with Love and her father chasing after Elliot. <laughs> and now we get the second diss. Wait a minute, I know that voice. Babby, Babby, tell them who I am. Babby, tell them who I am. Officers, I've never seen this man before in my life. Oh! Burn! Drop the, burn. Drop the Lonnie hammer. Let's go. Likes it. He, he, he. He, he, he. She's drunk from all that beer she sprayed. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, they reference that. They say, um, uh, he goes, I haven't been drinking. I was sprayed by beer with the, by a little girl. Okay, here comes the donut joke. So he made a jelly donut joke to a cop. That's not cool. And he's going off to the loony farm. He's like, there he is. That's him. Just looking crazy in front of the cops again. We don't need that shtick. We've seen it. Hasta la vista, baby. I guess that was a... Uh, reference to Terminator. You there, Mike? Audience Mike with Mike? Carl. Oh, there he is. So now, Munchie is going with the professor on this tour uh, of these ancient civilizations because he will answer questions for the professor as they go. Don't worry. You haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> professor, have a fusion. Would you want to miss our flight? Which is a Latin reference. Time flies. Let's go. Mike, are you there? Now, I think that the movie misses out on an opportunity here because we were getting set up that Love Hewitt's father, who was a widower, would be a good match for Lonnie Anderson. But they don't do anything like, let's go to a restaurant or something. Okay, now there's some hubbub because the plane has left the tarmac, is on the tarmac without the crew. And we find out, ha ha, it's Munchie in the controls. Ellie, uh, Gage is the only one curious. And there's no way that they could see him, but they wave to him. What an actor. Wave again, roll him. Even though this is a drain on his power, and he won't be able to keep him in the air for long. So, we get another a bad ending in which we see everybody's face, and we, once again, I don't know. This film was horrible in my opinion. Mike, are you there, Mike? What? I don't know, audience. I, it's been mute. It automatically uh, mute my home studio. Uh, Tony's nipples. You heard that joke, right? There's Ace Mask. 
Yeah, I've been wearing a lot of ace masks today. There's my favorite, Monique. No. Monique Gabriel, who Monique uh, Gabriel. from acting. Gabriel. Scott Ferguson. Usually when they do these, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, like marquee titles where they show this, they always like smile, like it's an off take they got, like an outtake where they mm -hmm. smile. Ooh, Agnes, Anus Scum. Right, Anus Scum was in this. And Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, an hour and 20 minutes later, that is the end of Munchie from 1992. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Black. <laughs> Sometimes you pick great ones, Mike. Look, Love Hewitt. Yeah. It's love. Yeah. Ace Mask and Love Hewitt. What a weird... Oh, piano player, Fred Olin Ray. Do you know who Fred Olin Ray is, Carl? No, I didn't know why... He's directed over 100 movies. Tell me. Who is he? So he's a movie director. He makes hundreds and hundreds of cheap, fast movies. Mm -hmm. Probably the most famous one is Evil Tunes, where uh, uh, it's kind of like a Who Frames Roger Rabbit, but they, the cartoons try to rape women. And uh, oh. he makes these, like, cheap monster movies. So I'm sure he's in the same circle, and they just got him in there. Well, yeah, because the Internet continued to tell me, piano player, piano player, every website you go to that talks about this thing, it would credit him. But I knew that there was nothing he did in the film. Munchie stole his drink. Uh, so you've explained yeah, yeah. it now. Yeah, he's a famous prolific B-movie uh, director. In fact, his movies are so bad, I usually pass on, on his films. They're hard to find. Like, I type an evil tune, and it's available for purchase. And I'm like, uh -huh. I used to watch that movie all the time on uh, premium cable. Not a pleasant movie. But he makes – he he's like uh, – He'll make children's films and then hard uh, horror films. You know, he just cranks out films. Right. So it's interesting that he's on this. So this movie is a piece of shit. Giving him a cameo. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? I take it back. I actually like this movie. I, as kids' movies go where they have uh, Playmate Pets, this is probably my favorite. Okay. It's pretty this, sexy. Uh, this, uh, this drunk driving... Sexually oriented. Okay, okay. We've done yeah. some kids' films on this. Uh, I mean, Ernest Saves yeah. Christmas beats this film. I, Ernest Saves Christmas is like fucking Ulysses compared to this film. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's like uh, <laughs> it's like watching Avatar. Well, uh, did you pick the end of our show? And what'd you pick? I picked it. I picked the child film for next time. <laughs> Carl, you're gonna hate me, okay? Yeah. You're gonna hate me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a fig leaf to say the movie after this next show you should pick because I uh, next week's movie is Munchie Strikes Back, no! 1994. Oh, oh Munchie Strikes Back. <laughs> and we have a trailer. Uh, this is on the official YouTube page of Roger Corman. Okay. If you go to it's Munchie, Munchie Strikes Back, 1994, two years after this film. Jeez. It's another one minute, hour and 20 minute movie. That's probably why I picked it. What publisher? And uh, Roger Corman, official YouTube page. Okay, I'm there. I'm pausing. It's another All video right. clip. I mean, uh, yep. 
V V H S. Direct to video. Yeah, direct to video. God. All right. Oh, shouldn't I do right. it for the the audio? Yes, please. Okay. Munchie Strikes Back 1994 official trailer. Roger Corman is the channel. Uh, and I guess it's really Roger Corman. Three, two, one, go. New yeah, it's a new Concord film. Yeah. Family entertainment. The people who hate their family. Oh no, it's Elliot. That's what I mean. Guess who's back? Munchie. It's not Dom DeLuise. Interesting. It's a different white boy, right? Same white boy? Diff well, I. It's a different one, but the internet says. Uh huh. Interesting setup. So it's all about Elliot. Oh no, not the hot ass. <laughs> uh, Marvel. Oh, this is Home Alone right there. There's no way a human being could survive the damage. Even the wet bandits would be dead if uh, Kevin did this shit in Home Alone. Howard Hessman. Speaking of WKRP connection. Ah, right. Was he? Uh, All right. Well, that's next. He the flop. Fl uh, not Les Nessman. Howard Hessman. He was not Venus. He was the no. No, no. He was Venus Flytrap's Johnny, friend, right? Johnny something. Johnny Thunder. Star Thunder. He... Yeah. Johnny something. Johnny Thunder. No. It was something like that. Okay, so curse you, curse you, curse you, <laughs> curse you. I thought, okay, I just need. To I can't help it. So okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, there you go. So we would love for you to support uh, us. Keep watching Munchie movies, and you can do that by donating to Venmo wow. uh, at Muni Radio. We'll be back next uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, streaming on mutinyradio.fm, or you can subscribe to our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name, and we'd love to uh, have you as we supply more Munchie movies. Oh, I wonder, uh, Carl, before we go, I'm typing in Munchies to see if we have the original. Oh, no. For no reason. I... Well, Carl, would you like to take the movie after Munchie Strikes Back? Yeah. And, because... Uh, <laughs> All right, but I don't want to get back at you and pick a big piece of crap you have to research. I'll figure it out. I don't think I'll be so mean to you. We already did the switcheroo. Oh, I'm being mean to you? Oh, yes, yes. I'm being mean to you, but... back. You know it. You know it. <laughs> don't act like Listen, it. this movie ended... Oh, my God. Carl. Carl. Yeah. I changed my mind. Okay. Munchies, 1987, next week. Okay, night... Okay, so... 1987. Now that is the party one. And this one is more appropriate because it's the follow-up of our last story, but I don't mind. Um, it's yeah, much I don't mind either. I, I could go for 
Okay. We'll have to back pocket Munchie Strike Back. No, we will not. Carl, will we? No, it's one or the other. Don't back pocket. All right. Munchie. Okay. I won't back pocket Munchie Strike Back. We're going to watch Munchies with Harvey Corman next week. All right. Pick the Stream Factory. Stream Factory trailer. Well, okay. All right. I'm going to pick the Stream Factory. I could do the trailer myself. Stream uh, in the world. All right, here we go. I got I got Scream Factory TV. Okay, Munch. Okay, Munchies 1987 official trailer HD. Scream Factory TV. Yeah. Three, two, yeah. one, go. In a world. Ooh, now on Blu-ray. Hope it's a gold Blu-ray. <laughs> That's a comedy with Harvey Corman. Ooh, sexy kissing. Hey! Corman. Yeah! We went from Roger Corman to Harvey Corman. This will be more fun. Uh -oh. oh, I love Gremlin ripoffs. Don't get me wrong. They're my favorite. We enjoyed Ghoulies go to college. Ghoulies Go to College is classic. Hey, you got your peanut butter on my kitchen floor. Oh my god. These are nasty uh, critters. Munchies! No relation. Piranha. Oh, this looks worse than Munchie Strikes Back. We're watching this. This will be more fun. Yeah, all right, we're watching Munchie's, uh, the original R-rated uh, comedy. Oh, I wonder if he even got a rating. The Munchies are munching the title. That's how cuckoo they are. It's cray, cray. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we, we're watching Munchies next week. It's so cray cray. Carl, where can people find you? Um, people can go to uh, carlsucks.com. It won't have much content because uh, we're just getting over this COVID thing. But we do have the open mic now, which is a real thing every Tuesday at the Reserve Club in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Just check out my Facebook and uh, you can look up Elmwood Park Reserve, Wenzel Street, 25 Wenzel Street in Elmwood Park every Tuesday. Come on down and try to be funny. 9 p.m., 8.30 sign. All right. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, go, come on down now that the COVID crisis has ended officially. We can perform comedy again. <laughs> Looking forward. To yeah. You'll be there on Zoom. Yeah. With your hands. Yeah, I'll be there on Zoom. I'm looking forward to it. mask. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my whole stick. I'll come out with a mask and go, hey, guys, at least I wore a mask, you assholes. Can I, can I spend the whole time uh, berating your audience? How dare you leave the house? It is an open mic. Open mic means anybody can get up, which is usually a bad thing. Anybody can say whatever yeah. they want. 
I look forward to it, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're done. We we can't go on. Otherwise, we're going to be watching Monkey's Four. So, see you later. Carl, thank you so much, audience. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and made champagne tickles my nose. I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with
letter to her It was from her A friend of mine It was a plan to screw me That's what they had in mind The cops are kind of involved in matters and he ain't hard to find cause it ain't the money honey but the heart you stole is mine they're the cops I can't involve them God knows what they could find I've learned a lesson from that girl Whose fate is yet to be defined Being robbed blind Robbed blind uh, Robbed blind Thank you, sweetheart Bled dry That was a damn good try o'clock on Tuesday here at MutinyRadio.fm, and that means it's time for the Always Free Podcast. This is a podcast where I try to document uh, old rainbow news as well as rainbow current events. Later we're going to have Finch's news segment. Uh, I might have a caller in from Rich in Spirit who is a core crew member for Instant Soup. Instant Soup. Soup is a staple for the gathering. If you're ever hungry, you can always know you can get hot Instant Soup. Vegan, usually. And uh, he has some music. So we're going to play some of his music. It's just not a gathering unless you hear Rich in Spirit. We have some more news on the Estonia gatherings. And an old clip of... Uh, Somebody reading Butterfly Bill's Montana 2013 story. The music behind me is a jazz improv from the Kitty 
village from the Kid Village band back in Montana 2000. Um, Tenali uh, does all this field recording, so you can hear those at soundsoftherainbow.org. That's where we get this information. So before we get started with the news, I'm going to play the song by our beloved Jai Love from Roadkill Cafe. It's called Welcome Home. Come on, man. Ooh, 
this FOMO for missing out in the woods. <laughs> Thanks, Jai Love, for that song. So, I'm trying to get William, the half-bearded man, uh, wants to call him one of these days and do poems. Uh, he posted some poetry on Facebook, so let's listen to some of his poems. Part of the magic is that we are all individual wicks, all dipped in the same wax, and together we light up the cathedral of nature. What's this? Beautiful. I guess I always tell people, oh, I just appreciate the magic and beauty of everyday situations. And then, meanwhile, this is my everyday situations. choose a good path. We must work towards peace because technology will not save us. Government policy will not save us. Corporate capitalism will not save us. More plastic will not save us. Cheaper gas will not save us. Monsanto will not save us. The military will not save us. Only war will not save us. No, no, no. Only peace will save us. We'll only have peace if we have a philosophy that supports peace. We'll only have a philosophy that supports peace if we have a society that values peace, and we will only have a society that values it if we have a democracy that protects it. And we will only have a democracy that allows for the valuing of the philosophy that supports the peace if we stand up to protect all of it. So find your path forwards through everyday situations. It's always a piece of the bigger picture. It's all those little battles and interactions in life that are important. That's where the rubber meets the pavement. I think that most of humanity's problem is a simple lack of good communication, so learn to communicate, open up, reach out, every day, all day long, just do
do it at home, do it at work. Communicate with your partner and the coworker and the stranger and the other. Communicate, open up, talk to people. Oh, cool. Tell them all your biggest, darkest problems, but you know, say hello, how you doing? What's up out there, you know? Gas is expensive. Hey, take a break from the social isolation and come out to All Jokes, a daytime outdoor comedy show at All Good Pizza in Bayview on Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m., where Drea Myers hosts a super funny lineup of comedians. Grab some brick oven pizza and enjoy the show in an outdoor courtyard with plenty of room to be physically distanced. See you soon at All Good Pizza for this tremendous outdoor comedy show at 1605 Gerald Avenue in the Bayview. That's all jokes at Good Pizza with Drea Myers, Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> my name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, Depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I am Italian. And we brought you fascismus with Mussolini. And before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. 
It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey you, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot. And just check, check, checking this mic. Things got a little twisted last night. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move it, bitch.